All right, everybody, welcome to Shortlisted, a podcast by the Greater Midwest Chapter of APMP, where we chat about proposals and the business of winning work. As always, you are joined by host Heather Finch, who is a strategic leader dedicated to building inclusive cultures and designing work that highlights human creativity. She leads a group of proposal and presentation specialists and is based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And today she's joined by guest Karen Olson-Held, a director of proposal and capture management for a firm serving federal government healthcare customers. Based in the Fargo, North Dakota area, she has over 18 years of proposal management and writing experience. She also just happens to lead GMC's mentorship program. So Karen and Heather, I'll go ahead and let you have a conversation. Have fun. Well, you know, we already decided to have fun by um, making our outfits very fall oriented, you know, especially those of us in the upper Midwest states. This is the best time of year. Um, Karen, do you have any plans to celebrate fall? You know, Heather, I was noticing your flannel and I'd almost grabbed my own to put over top. So we'll just coordinate instead of match. Um, Celebrating fall, it's where I am in on the border of North Dakota, Minnesota, it is such a gamble. Like, are we going to have a beautiful fall with crunchy leaves or are we going to get snow in early October and knocking on all the wood, no snow quite yet. And so it's just, we've had some gorgeous weather to just be outside and I relish it before we go dark for months of snow. I know, I know it's coming soon for sure, but you know, we, we choose this climate. We, we enjoy the, the variety, at least try to, um, on, on the days that we can. And most importantly, we can always complain about something. If we ever run out of things to complain about, there's always the weather. So, you know, it keeps things interesting. So Karen, I know you've had um, a pretty uh, amazing career in in the proposal world, um, you know, and and have been involved in in GMC and and you know you go you go above and beyond in terms of your professional development. But I'm curious if we can go back to you know a specifically memorable proposal that you've that you've encountered and and tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So some of those proposals that are memorable are not always the ones that went the most smoothly, right? And so that's what comes to mind for me. And there was one proposal that that we were working on for a really long time, which is good, right? Because you want to do your, your solid capture management, have a strong solution in place. This happened to be an opportunity where the customer released a draft statement of work, draft solicitation. And so as proposal professionals, those are like gold, right? Because we can mine those and get ready and do some initial writing and planning. And that was fantastic. And everyone was fired up and ready to go. That feels, you know, talk about fall, like football cheers or something. We were uh, ready to go. We hit the ground running. We It was a complex proposal. There were a lot of moving pieces. And so we dug in and there was writing, it was tough. There wasn't a whole lot of content reuse that we could use. So that was also good to have advanced time to generate some new content, get it thoroughly reviewed, all of that good stuff. Well, we almost had too much time. And 
what happened is there were multiple extensions, um, amendments, it just kept getting pushed out. By the time this was submitted, we had been writing and revising for almost seven months. And that really kind of took its toll um, because you're, you know, it's just human nature. You can only see the same thing so many times. And everyone was a little tired of it, <laughs> um, tired of the content, but then also the changes. And then there were some crazy changes that's like, seriously, one of the amendments had us changing all of our fonts by a point. And we had to go back in, you know, the graphic font change. So then we had to go re-render all of the graphics in a different font. And it's these things where it's just like, they just grind on you. <laughs> um, but it was through that proposal that I learned a lot. And I was actually just referencing that experience the other day when I was working with or having conversation with our capture team about an upcoming bid that we're getting ready for and when is the right time to start writing because people get excited to start writing that's something tangible and it's like well we need to back up a minute let's make sure that we have our strategy in place that we have our wind themes identified that we have our solution documented so that we are ready to start writing when the con when the content is as final as it can be, right? Because I've experienced that burnout that comes from those really long engagements where you're pushing hard. And it was, you know, learning about myself in that time that I've set some boundaries since that proposal of what, where do I need some time off? I've learned I cannot work myself seven days a week for weeks on end but I'm like a different person if I make myself be entirely offline, even for one of those days. And so really taking from that opportunity that we did win, by the way, so it was hard, but it came with a win at the end. Um, and what does that, what did I learn from that? What changes do I need to make for me to keep being an on-task, engaged proposal leader? And also what are those, things that I want to bring into our proposal processes. And so learning a lot, and I come back to that particular opportunity often. Yeah, and I think like, um, you know, the and I, we've probably all had those uh, extension after extension. And like the first one you might be excited about, but by the sixth one, you're just like, I just want this done. And you think about like some of the processes that might work for a month where you're keeping a lot of things in your head and not necessarily documenting them, right? And then all of a sudden when you're, you've got this going on for seven months and you you just, it's hard to, to keep track of all of those. And similarly, you know, it's easy, I think, to, to justify, oh, well, I won't take vacation. You know, I've got this new RFP just hit. I, I won't take vacation this month or I'll cancel my plans or I'll do this or I'll do that. That might work for a month, but it's not sustainable for the long term, whether it's because of an extension or because you just keep getting new bids on your desk. Um, 
That makes me think about a blog post that one of our members wrote recently that's on our website at gmcapmp.org. Um, and it was about making your job work for you and thinking both about the ways that you have to balance, um, you know, professional and personal life, as well as ways that you have to set up processes and design jobs and environments that enable people to do that and to be more efficient and to be, um, you know, uh, more mindful of, of how people work. So Karen, I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, you've, <laughs> you've had a couple of changes in the last year. So you were um, in one role for almost a decade. Uh, you, you made a huge leap, uh, you know, leap of faith, leap of, of everything and, and moved into a new role. And then just a couple of months ago, you got promoted again and, and into a, an expanded role. So tell me about how you've been thinking about in all of those changes, how have you been centering yourself and making sure that your job works for you? Absolutely. That's a great question, Heather, and something that I think about a lot. And when I made my big change um, about 15 months ago or so, it was changing companies. And, you know, I am so grateful for where I came from because it was in, it was at that company in a few different roles that really um, exposed me to the industry that I'm still working in. And as uh, the the proposal the proposal field in this federal space um, and learning so much more about that really prepared me to grow into my current role. And so it was a big change. It was hard and scary and so good. And it was exciting to land in a place where I'm helping to build out some new processes. I love a good process, a repeatable process, and being able to lean into that where I currently am. And part of what we're doing and building out some processes, building out some best practices. And I always say to people I'm working with, the process needs to work for us. We don't work for the process, right? And so how can we do that in a way that makes sense for the company, for the people involved, for bringing in the right resources at the right time? It doesn't necessarily help me to be flooded with um, proposal writers before I have something for them to write, right? And so the company I'm also, I'm at right now has a fantastic work culture and looking for balance in people's personal and professional lives and to be surrounded by like-minding people is just so fun. And so being able to center ourselves in who we are as people, because we are more than just our job title, and be excited to come to work to build new things with people you really respect and enjoy working with um, has been really fun. And that's how, for me, in this role where, you know, it was a bit of a promotion when I came to my new company, um, expanded expanded role, but yet I, I'm centered, right? When you can move into something new, it was a fresh start. We're building and excited. And um, yeah, I, I feel like my smile gets really big when I talk about being excited about where I am. 
and making sure that I make time to spend in the rest of my life, right? We log off, we move to the next thing. And yet when I'm on proposal deadline, you're going to see me online, right? We're because that's just what we do. When we have these bits of space in between deadlines, well, the to-do list is always going to be there. It doesn't matter if I get to the end of it today, there'll be more tomorrow. And so understanding what is most important for today, right? Getting good at prioritizing and communicating because the job's never going to be done. So figuring out where to stop, pause, to let yourself rest because I'm no good to anyone else if I'm burnt out, tired, and not thinking clearly. And as a proposal person, there's nothing that scares me more than missing something that could be a compliance item, right? Mm -hmm. And it, that becomes easier to do if you're not focused and clear-headed and quite frankly, I've been getting enough sleep. So Yeah. Well, and I think even, um, I mean, definitely the the details can be lost, but when you're feeling, you know, exhausted, um, maybe burned out, maybe you're not burned out yet, but you're just, you're, you're over, you know, overextended yourself. I think you also lose a lot of that creativity, which allows you to take a step back and think about those new processes and new ways of doing things and, and how do we make things better? Because when you're tired, all you have energy for is doing the same thing and doing the thing that you know. Absolutely. And you're not challenging yourself, let alone pushing the team to think about this differently. What else can we do? And it's in that creativity that comes. Um, how can we do this just a bit differently? Like you said, that may that might make our proposal stand out because it is just a little bit differently. It's easy to slip into the status quo and the muscle memory. And I'm thankful for that because that's a foundation, right? But having the brain space to be able to spend the creative time on top of that, I can build a proposal calendar in my sleep, but let's get, let's engage and brainstorm some exciting graphics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like, you know, just thinking about that, that broad perspective of like, how do we make our jobs work for us? And, and how do we make sure that we have the right balance that we are, even as we're challenging ourselves on and, you know, taking on new roles and, and trying to develop new processes and, and all of those kinds of things that might be exciting in a lot of ways, but also, um, you know, can be exhausting in, in other ways. I know for me, having a mentor has been a huge part Part of how I've navigated really big changes and challenges in, in my career. Um, how has mentorship played into your, your role and, and career? I am such a fan of working with the mentor. As you know, I think we've mm -hmm. talked about before. And it was after that proposal that I referenced that I decided to really get involved with GMC and I signed up to be a mentee in the mentorship program. And that was, I sometimes call it my origin story with GMC and where I got involved and have since been a mentor with the program and am now serving as the chair of that program for the chapter. And so there's that side at GMC and I am so I just so I'm, I'm so appreciative with all of the people that I've connected with professionally here. In the 
you know, since then, or, you know, outside of the formal GMC program, I have a few people that I go to, um, and, and a couple of them I've met through APMP as being, hey, a person, what do I do next? And um, I'm thinking of a fantastic person who's, you know, is just so generous with her time and having conversations with me about what do I want to do? And this was actually before I made my job change a year ago. What does it look like? Where do I see myself? How do I get ready? Um, so continuing to, in checking in, continuing to bounce things off of, you know, and it was so fun to report back to her going, my new role is going so well. Like that was fun. Um, when I had uh, some changes to my current role with some expanded responsibilities, um, I was also I was visiting with my supervisor, going, "Who can I talk to? Like, here's some questions that I have. Who can I, um, you know, are there resources internally?" And she connected me with another um, leader, who you know, had some great resources. We bounced ideas around and some of them are just the logistical, where do I find X, Y, Z? Who do I talk to for this? Mm -hmm. And then some are a little bit higher level going, you know, I've been such a details person and I'm a details person and in the weeds of a lot of things, but my role is, you know, in my role, I need to step back, you know, and maybe look at a higher level, look to my team to take on some of those tasks that I had held before. And just that's a, that's a mindset shift, right? And so thinking through some of that, and I think that mentorship is so valuable and it can happen both formally versus, you know, in a program like the GMC mentorship program, and also informally where, you know, it's maybe an ad hoc conversation and you find out who your touch points are. And I am so thankful for those people willing to give their time. And um, I know that if, you know, as people come to me, I love to have those conversations too, if I can be a resource for others. And I think we, you know, what's the saying, like a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Like whenever we can help each other, we're all gaining from that experience. Yeah, I love when somebody asks me, like, how do you find a mentor? Um, you know, I always say, like, to, to me, it's you you see something in somebody, you identify, like, there's something about their their style, their their vibe, the, the kind of leadership that they're showing that you just, you're, you're, you know, you're drawn to, and then you ask them to be your mentor. And most of the time, if somebody can do it, they will, because we love to share our knowledge with, with one another. Um, that's just, it seems like that's a, a human characteristic. Um, but if somebody doesn't have that or, or wants to participate in a more formal mentorship program, how would they get involved with the GMC program? It's so exciting, Heather, because there's a place for everyone. And in the mentorship program, we're looking for folks to raise their hand to say, I want to be a mentor, as well as those who are like, I could benefit from having a mentor. And so uh, we have an application that is online, and I am hoping maybe Katie will give a link to that application and a timeline for um, 2024. We run it on a calendar year basis. You can find the information on our website. Um, timeline for 2024 is collecting applications um, into December with the goal of pairing mentors and mentees and doing a kickoff right in January as folks are setting their goals for the next year. Maybe mentorship is on their mind as we're thinking about that closing out this year. It's a great time to say, yes, I want to devote a little bit of time to 
um, growing myself, helping to grow others. And sign up for this mentorship program. We'll run it through the calendar year 2024. And we look for mentors, mentees to spend a couple hours a month that they commit to dedicating, meeting weekly or every other week with what works best for schedules. It can be as much as you want it to be or, you know, maintaining that twice monthly or so touch point. Because the benefit of mentorship in this situation is a regular, ongoing, reliable relationship, right? And we've even had people um, participating in the program. This happened um, last year where the year was coming to an end and they reached out and said, we want to continue working together for another year. Like how awesome is that? Um, building relationships, building networks. Um, and not, that's not a requirement that you have a longer, you know, multi-year commitment at all. We're looking for people to, to sign up for a year at a time. We'll run the calendar year and any questions about the application process or what that might look like or what the program looks like, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from folks. That's great. So it sounds like takeaway for our listeners is to go on over to gmcapmp.org, check out the the mentorship um, program, you know, read the the article from Alexander Kent on making your your job work for you. Um, And until next time, we'll GMC you on Shortlisted. As a reminder, the advice and thoughts shared in this podcast are for entertainment purposes only. Please use discretion and common sense as you navigate your own careers and lives. We wish you the best and appreciate you listening.